Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening. Today I'm speaking with Chitendra, CEO and founder of Part Analytics, a sourcing platform for direct materials that's raised four million in funding. Chitendra, thanks for chatting with me today. Hey, Brett. Good afternoon. Thanks for uh, having me. No problem at all. And I was joking there in the pre-interview that I'm I'm struggling to say your last name. So just for those listening in, could you go ahead and say your first name and last name pronounced correctly so they know who exactly we're speaking to here? Sure. Yeah, it's Jitendra Palasagram. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining. Really excited to kick things off. Could we just start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background? Sure. Yeah. As I uh, mentioned, I'm founder and CEO for uh, Part Analytics. We are a B2B SaaS platform that helps uh, sourcing and procurement leaders make fast and smart decisions throughout the product lifecycle. And we predominantly help uh, manufacturing companies that have a significant um, electronic spend. And just a bit about my background, uh, prior to starting Part Analytics, I worked uh, in a large multinational corporation, both in engineering and uh, sourcing functions. And that's where I saw some of the challenges that sourcing leaders typically face in their day-to-day jobs. And I was doing my MBA at the University of Chicago at that time, so it's an opportunity to actually go out and uh, build something to address this challenge. And that's when we came out and started uh, Part Analytics. When it comes to books, are there any specific books that have had a major impact on you as a founder? Yes, I've not read a particular one, but I read uh, different books over time and uh, some of the good ones that kind of helped me through early in the process or lean startup, several others like that. that um, and also, not just books, I listen to other podcasts and stuff. I consume content in different formats and those helped me uh, throughout my journey. And take us back to the early days of the company in 2019. What were those, you know, early conversations like, you know, either with, you know, colleagues, investors and friends, or maybe just conversations with yourself as you were, you know, deciding what problem you wanted to really solve? Yeah. So uh, that's a great question. As I mentioned earlier, uh, so working at a large multinational corporation, pretty much doing the job of like our prospective customers. So I was in, in the in their state, uh, managing uh, electronics commodity for large medical device manufacturer. And during that experience, I saw some of the challenges where even though companies invested significant amount of dollars in different tools and technologies like ERP systems, PLM systems, we were spending a lot of time managing our data and collaborating with uh, internal stakeholders or with our suppliers using spreadsheets and email. And that's where we saw the opportunity to actually digitize this process, applying new technology but also bringing in uh, market data and other sorts of data to really provide this one platform for people like myself back in, in my previous role. And early on, it was like, given with our background, uh, working in the space, uh, we really understood the problem, but the challenge for us was actually going out and uh, initially raising funding, right? We were based in the Midwest, right? We're not based in the coastal region, so really kind of finding the right fit from investor standpoint and uh, making sure they understood what we are going after. Uh, it took some time, but uh, we were very fortunate and happy that we found the right partner and uh, state of Wisconsin that believed in what we were doing and uh, invested in us early on when we were still uh, 
kind of in the transition phase of leaving the corporate jobs and uh, coming out of the venture work. And just to visualize you know, what the platform does, can you maybe talk us through a case study? Sure. We have several, but uh, let's pick a Fortune uh, 500 manufacturing company. And we recently did a case study with a manufacturing company, Isnite Toolworks or ITW. If you think about ITW, they are a Fortune 500 manufacturing company that have multiple business units or segments. And there's a sourcing commodity management team that's tasked with driving cost reduction in the materials that they buy, ensuring supply continuity, right? Making sure the parts that are used in their products show up to their factories on time. Those are two high-level priorities, but the challenge for them is they don't have any visibility to the component or part level that they procure. Most of the Sometimes the manufacturing, uh, there's a combination of in-house manufacturing, but also outsourced manufacturing. So they lose that visibility at the part level. And the, the only way they get that information today is through spreadsheets and email, sending emails to suppliers. So what our platform was able to do is pull in this data from the spread sources, whether it's their internal systems or from the suppliers, from spreadsheets, and create a single platform where they can go in and see their entire spend for electronic uh, parts or components and get insights on how they can drive cost reduction by identifying parts, like the same parts that they may be procuring, but paying different prices, by identifying alternate source of supply uh, that can give them a better cost, and also supply risk mitigation, which is a huge issue for them. As some of the listeners might know, uh, over the last uh, 18 to 24 months, there was a huge shortage of electronic components in the market and everyone was chasing for parts. So our software was able to help their buyers and purchasing team address or mitigate those shortages by giving them daily updates on new inventory in the market. Instead of the buyers searching for one part at a time, going to different distributor websites, our software was able to aggregate all of that, send them a daily alert. So if their part shows up at a distributor, they get an immediate alert on that so they can go and secure the part. So that was a huge benefit for them. Overall, um, for a customer like IDW, we were able to deliver 5% cost reduction on their spend, reduce the shortages by more than 70%, and help the sourcing team consolidate all of their spend on one platform, get visibility to their spend so they can better negotiate uh, and leverage their scale. This show is brought to you by Frontlines Media, a podcast production studio that helps B2B founders launch, manage, and grow their own podcast. Now, if you're a founder, you may be thinking, I don't have time to host a podcast. I've got a company to build. Well, that's exactly what we built our service to do. You show up and host, and we handle literally everything else. To set up a call to discuss launching your own podcast, visit frontlines.io slash podcast. Now, back to today's episode. When it comes to growth, are there any numbers that you can share that highlight some of the traction you're seeing? Not any specific numbers, but in terms of over the last uh, couple of years, so once after we release our product, we work with closely with some of our early customers. So we have uh, two main segments as our customers. Typically, uh, these are called OEMs or product OEMs, original equipment manufacturers, and then uh, contract manufacturer EMS companies. So we, we serve both segments the market. And we've been fortunate to actually add several Fortune 500 companies as customers, as well as some uh, medium-sized uh, companies as well. When it comes to market category, how do you think about your market category? Is this supply chain management? Is it OEM sourcing, EMS strategic sourcing? I, I see those categories listed on the site. So what is that yeah. primary category that you're part of? 
Yeah, uh, it's kind of uh, the way to think about if you think about traditional uh, sourcing or supply chain management software, the traditional way of thinking about this is uh, procure-to-pay systems or P2P, or uh, if you take a step above that, uh, source-to-pay or uh, S2P systems. But the way we think about this is actually a mindset of like uh, going early in the design phase or shift left, right? Because for sourcing teams, supply chain teams, if they don't get visibility and influence additions at the design phase, then it's really hard for them to manage the supply chain. So the way we think about this, it's a different category where we actually start all the way from design. So design is when engineers are selecting the parts to uh, build their products. So we start right from there to sourcing to procure. So the way we think about this is more like design to procure platform which is different from a traditional source to procure or procure to pay platform. So we are actually going upstream in the process. Some of people would mention about shift left, right? Going early in the design phase to really enable that collaboration between engineering and sourcing teams to pick the right parts from the right suppliers at the right cost. Mm, got it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And obviously just out in the world today, there's a lot of noise. Sounds like you're seeing a lot of growth. What's working from a marketing perspective that's allowing you to really cut through all that noise? Yeah, I think that's a great point because nowadays, uh, as you might and the listeners might be familiar, like everyone is getting a ton of email uh, in their inbox, right? Companies trying to sell different things. And uh, what's been really working well for us is our uh, customer testimonials and uh, customer referrals. Our customers that use the product really love it and uh, they really see value from it. And that's kind of where they go and talk about our product to people that they know and uh, we're getting uh, uh, referrals from that. So that's been a huge benefit or a traction channel for us. And the other piece is also sharing uh, in terms of we come from the background, uh, like in the domain space, right? So we, me and the co-founder, Jessel, we both have experience in the space. So just sharing in terms of... Uh, our knowledge, our experience in the space uh, with our audience is a great way for us to kind of get in front of the right uh, right decision makers. And as I mentioned there, you've raised $4 million to date. What's the number one lesson or what are some of the lessons that you've learned about fundraising so far? Yeah, so we've raised $4 million over a couple of rounds, right? The first lesson I would say is uh, you never know uh, where your first check might come from. And I have a, a great story like uh, around this. When we were first trying to raise funds, we both were still doing our full-time jobs, uh, running a startup, and meeting uh, prospective investors, right? They're talking about uh, what we are trying to solve and uh, our vision. And one of the investors that we, I guess, as part of a demo day from Accelerator program, we were pitching and we got connected to an investor. And um, that investor, like, they were still trying to raise money. They didn't have money to invest, but... They connected us with someone they knew that actually was actually investing. And so that's how we got connected and eventually got a check from them. So you never know, like uh, go out there, meet people, network. And that's like the first advice, like because you, uh, you have to be very active in the you know, when you're early in this process. And then after that, uh, be thoughtful about who you raise money from because it's not just the check or money. It's more about what value they bring to you, bring to the table, right? So... Uh, having that in, in mind and picking the right follow-on investors that can bring you some introductions, whether it's to customers or advisors so that they can bring to the table is very important as you try to build and scale the company. 
Let's imagine that you were starting the company again today from scratch. Based on everything that you've learned so far, what would be the number one piece of advice you'd give to yourself? That's a great question. Probably I would have done it like even faster and sooner. So we were in the space of early on doing a full-time job and running it like uh, the startup and working on the idea and things like that. So I would have actually done it sooner and faster because uh, when you have something, you really need to go at it uh, like uh, with full speed and probably that I would change that in terms of uh, how we approached it. Final question for you here. Let's zoom out three to five years from today. What's that big picture vision that you're building? Yeah, our focus is probably on the electronics uh, value chain, electronic supply chain, and uh, really uh, being this connectivity issue and helping both uh, product OEMs and uh, contract manufacturing companies to collaborate and get the necessary insights to really innovate faster in terms of their product development. So executing on that vision, building out our platform, working closely with our customers, and being that market leader in this segment around electronics uh, supply chain management. Amazing. Love the vision. We are up on time here, so we'll need to wrap. Before we do, if any founders listening in want to follow along with your journey as you build and execute on this vision, where should they go? Great. Yeah, they can find more about us at our, on our website, partanalytics.com. That's P-A-R-T-A-N-A-L-Y-T-I-C-S, partanalytics.com. Or they can follow us on LinkedIn. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking time to chat, talk about what you're building, and share some of those lessons that you learned along the way. Really enjoyed this conversation and appreciate you taking the time. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Keep in touch. This episode of Category Visionaries is brought to you by Frontlines Media, Silicon Valley's leading podcast production studio. If you're a B2B founder looking for help launching and growing your own podcast, visit frontlines.io slash podcast. And for the latest episode, search for Category Visionaries on your podcast platform of choice. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. 